57 degrees, 58 degrees. Check that at 811. Good morning. Patrick Fingston for Greg Bishop on 927 WMAY. Uh, just checking uh, the TV ad uh, ball game uh, here in the break. Nikki Budzinski, the Democrat running in the 13th Congressional District, is up on TV as of this morning. Uh, I'm told both broadcast and cable. She has a, a new ad up uh, that is uh, making fun of her last name. Uh, as someone with a, a funny last name too, I can uh, uh, I can relate to that. So uh, it reminds me of the old uh, uh, Judy Bartopinka with the little kid that would say Judy Bartopinka uh, ad. Uh, so uh, she's trying to uh, do a fun thing for name ID as she. Uh, kicks off her first campaign or her first campaign ad uh, of the fall cycle this morning. Uh, Not sure if you saw this story uh, about uh, state Senator Mike Hastings uh, from, from the Frankfurt area in the South suburbs. Uh, Taxpayers are on the hook for over a hundred grand paying a settlement to his ex chief of staff and, and her lawyer to settle a, a lawsuit uh, that uh, goes back to uh, accusing him of um, uh, bullying that uh, essentially uh, a state employee. He's been charged. He's been accused of domestic violence. He's going through a divorce. It's, it's pretty ugly. Uh, and now he's got a spokesman who's trying to throw Jen Walling, who's the executive director of the Illinois Environmental Council and one of the nice people in politics, uh, calling her a bully because she uh, spoke on the record about anger issues that Hastings has. It's a really interesting story. Check it out at uh, Chicago Public Radio. It's 8.13. We head to the phone. We welcome uh, Brad Moss. He's a national security attorney and uh, based in D.C., uh, an Illinois boy, though. Right, Brad? Uh, welcome. And uh, uh, I guess first... What's the background? Where are you from? How how did you get into national security law? Yes, Illinois boy, born and raised north uh, North Shore uh, suburbs of Chicago, uh, right along the lakefront. Uh, I came out here actually. God, what is it? 2022. So I came out here 23 years ago, originally as a young college kid, and just never left. Married a local girl and stayed out here in the. Uh, Washington, D.C. area, much to my uh, parents back in Chicago's uh, chagrin. But no, the work that I do out here, essentially, I work for a small law firm. We uh, represent a lot of employees and defense contractors within the intelligence community, primarily focusing on administrative actions, people who are being fired or who are losing their security clearance. We're We're one of about 20 lawyers in the area who get called uh, to try to salvage the situation. And when it comes to national security and security clearances and classified documents, you're uh, one of the the few people I know that that is an expert on the subject. And uh, I think it's really important to talk about with the the Trump thing and, and Mar-a-Lago and these documents uh, that were were in Florida. My first reaction, and, and I, I want you to to show me the light, Brad. Uh, mm-hmm. Why should I care? Yeah. For one very simple reason, everyone is subject to the law, no one, and I mean not even a former president, not even a current president, but that's a lot trickier and more convoluted, but no one is above the law. And here's why this is a problem. It wasn't just that the documents got shipped to South Florida. 
if that had been all this was that they were reckless and careless and they threw everything in boxes and shipped it all down, and then they, when they realized it, they sent everything back, this would have been no big deal. Probably the press would have barely caught wind of it. It would have been a one- or two-day story. The problem for Donald Trump is that he doesn't understand how to play by any rules. To him, rules don't matter. Subpoenas, search warrants, they're, you know, what they're, they're, they're requests. They're not legally binding in his mind. And so what he did was he played games. He jerked DOJ around. They asked for all the documents back uh, in December. He gave them 15 boxes in January, which had a ton of classified documents in them. The FBI yeah, came so, back so saying this, we need this all, this all started with the National Archives, right? That said, hey, Correct. we don't have everything. So, so yeah, how did they, that they, work? They did. So what happened? Yeah. So at the end of a presidency, at the end of a competent presidency, in the final you know two months after the after the election, the staff, the White House Counsel's Office, the administrative staff is boxing up and sorting all the records in the White House that are still there and getting ready to ship them over to the National Archives. They're not supposed to go with the president when he leaves or she leaves one day. It's supposed to go to the National Archives. The National Archives is um, designated by the Presidential Records Act to then document, log, sort everything that's sent over to them, prepare it for eventual use if the president wants in a future presidential library, or otherwise make it available to researchers once the initial time frame set forth in the Presidential Records Act expires. But it's government property. It's supposed to be turned over immediately. It's not supposed to be taken with the person when they leave office. Donald Trump didn't do any of that. Donald Trump was too busy trying to figure out a way to overturn or reverse his election loss. So he never did any of that. They never sent anything to the archives. It all got shipped to Mar-a-Lago. But where he got in trouble here was after sending the initial set of boxes to NARA, finally, after one year of you know, administrative discussions, the FBI was given copies of the classified records. They went back to Trump's team saying, we need to make sure we've got everything. That stuff cannot be sitting around Mar-a-Lago. No matter how secure you think it is, it's not, it doesn't meet our standards. And the Trump team said, okay. The FBI brought a subpoena. They looked at some of the boxes. Trump's lawyer said, we swear what we've given you today is everything. There are no more classified records. FBI looked through everything. They subpoenaed video surveillance, and they said, uh-uh, you're lying to us. We know there's more. They got the search warrant. Sure enough, they found 100 more documents. That's where he got in trouble. He was jerking the government around and keeping classified documents at his personal residence. Is that specifically Trump's fault, or is that the fault of incompetent staff? So that is the $64,000 question here right now, because we don't know. And that is, you know, to be fair, we know Donald Trump is not a details guy. Donald Trump does not care about how things are handled. He barks out whatever order he wants and other people have to make sense of it. So there is a lot of exposure in the, you know, in the immediate sense for his staff, for his lawyers in particular, who, who drafted and signed that sworn affidavit saying, we swear there's nothing left. The question is what's on the video surveillance footage and what were the lawyers told before they signed that document? Did Trump lie to them? Because if he did, you have to ask nobody, uh, no, no one else than Paul Manafort what happens when you lie to your lawyers. You get in trouble for providing false information to the FBI, not the lawyers. So the FBI is under a lot of scrutiny from the right in light of all of this. Obviously, there were were, were frustrations with the FBI on both sides during the Hillary Clinton investigation, which, which I'll get to in, in the comparison here. But 
Um, they're, they're even calls to defund or disband the FBI, which is so ridiculous to me on its face. What, what was normal or abnormal about what the FBI did here? What was abnormal other than, other was that than executing a search warrant at a former president's home, which has never happened. In my view, based off of what, we, what we've seen in the public documents, in the court filings, and from the media reporting, nothing else was abnormal. This would have happened if it had been me with those records, if it had been you with those records, if it had been Hillary Clinton sitting at home with those documents, with those markings on them, this would have happened. The process was the standard way. The filter team that was put outlined in the search warrant affidavit was the standard thing. All that is standard FBI process that happens every single day when they execute search warrants. And all these conservatives saying defund the FBI never have a problem with any of that. They had a problem that was used on one of their own. National Security Attorney Brad Moss joins us here on WMAY. So, uh, and and these things, by the way, they have to be plainly marked that they're they're confidential or top secret. I mean, it's it's I think it's even different than the Hillary email situation because these printed documents are are clearly marked. You know, they can't just say, "Oh, well, we didn't know that was that was classified." Yeah, so that is what clearly distinguishes this, in my view, from Hillary Clinton's saga. And let's be very clear, because I'm on record. There's plenty of public quotes you can find from me if you mm-hmm. Google it at the time. Hillary Clinton was reckless with her email server. Her and her staff were negligent, in my view. They didn't cross the threshold into criminal action because what happened there wasn't taking properly marked documents or using a classified server. What happened was what we call spillage. Spillage is where people are talking on an unclassified email uh, account, which was, mind you, Hillary's account was private, but the people sending emails to her Mm -hmm. and to whom she was sending emails were using government email accounts. They were just on the unclassified side. Her server couldn't talk to the classified side. It doesn't work like that. So these were unclassified, unmarked emails where people were talking and including information that wasn't marked as classified, but they should have known was classified. That's spillage. That's what got them into potential trouble. But the problem for the FBI is they generally don't prosecute that stuff. Sorry, the DOJ, you know, to be clear, they don't generally yeah. prosecute inadvertent spillage. If there's, if there's evidence of intent, of willfulness to the spillage, that's one thing. They couldn't find any evidence of that intent. All they found was people being stupid. And that was why they chose not to go forward with a criminal charge there. Those people would have problems, you would think, getting clearances again. And I said at the time, there's no way Hillary Clinton's ever getting a clearance again unless she is president, because then she'd be exempt. But that is not enough to warrant the criminal charge. With Donald Trump, these are properly marked documents. And after being told to return them, he still hung on to them. That's his problem. And so fill me in here on this this law that Trump signed making mishandling of classified information a felony that 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 was obviously in response to Hillary Clinton how could it possibly impact him it's not going to impact him most likely because that law has a limiting provision in terms of who to, to whom it applies it has officers agents of the united states and a lot of lawyers including you know Trump's lawyers and have a fair argument on this one indicate that in their view that doesn't apply to the president I don't expect that to be used if there is an indictment. That's 18 U.S.C. 1924. I do not expect that to ever be used as part of indictment of Donald Trump because it's got it's caught up in that provision. 
they will use the provisions from the Espionage Act, which were cited in the search warrant. That's 18 U.S.C. 793E, E as an elephant. That one doesn't have a limiting provision. That would apply. Should he be prosecuted and will he be prosecuted? I'm on the record at this point with a column from a couple weeks ago in the Daily Beast that in my view, based already on what we have in the public court filings, there's sufficient evidence to bring an indictment and that he should be indicted. Whether or not DOJ chooses to pull that proverbial trigger is out of my control. I don't see anything at the moment that would limit them or that would cause them to lose at trial. The only hope Donald Trump has right now, and you're seeing it play out right now with the special master stuff, is to delay. Delay, delay, delay. Drag out the investigation as long as possible, and then if indicted, drag out the pretrial motions as long as possible to avoid a trial before November 2024. Brad Moss, National Security Attorney. Find him on the Twitter machine at Brad Moss ESQ. Uh, Brad, thanks for the time. Appreciate you coming on with us this morning. Not a problem. Have a good morning.